Hey, welcome everybody to Reliving the Lights, the Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast with Josh and Anthony. Uh, Anthony, it's good to be back with you again, man. I'm excited to talk some Friday Night Lights. Same. Uh, This was a really good episode and I've got a lot of notes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Before we hop into the episode, uh, how does it how does it feel? We we launched the podcast officially. Yeah, we're on episode six, but but we just launched. So yeah, what? How's that feeling? You excited? Feels good. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm I'm excited to uh, to have it out there and for people to you know kind of be reaching out to us and saying that they liked it or maybe I haven't heard any people reach out to say that they didn't like it yet, but I'm sure <laughs> there's probably some out there. And you can keep that to yourself. <laughs> Um, we've got a couple of Facebook page likes from people that I wasn't expecting and I'm no. very pleased with, with some of those. I've never done this before, but when I was going to invite people, you have the option to invite everyone on your friends list. And I feel kind of sleazy for doing it, oh, but I just no. did it. I just sent it out and we're getting some crazy likes <laughs> from people I know will never listen to this. <laughs> That maybe, does explain, that maybe does explain one of the likes that I saw today <laughs> that I was like, really? It's a <laughs> yeah. person that you and I both know, and I'm sure that you and I are both friends with on Facebook. Yeah. And because I, when I sent out my invites, I was very pick and choosy about <laughs> it. Like, I was like, only people that I'm 100% sure like Friday Night Lights or will like everything that I do no matter what. Yeah, that's very honorable of you to do yeah. that <laughs> No, I just, I, yeah, no, I just put my whole... F- Facebook friends list on blast. And there are a lot of people out there who, who must think enough of us that they will just blindly like whatever request we send to them. So thank you for all those people, whether you hear this or not, but another shout out to Platt (laughs) for still supporting (laughs) us in these days. Yes. I got, I got quite a few texts uh, this week from people (laughs) naming people who were good enough at sports to be weird. (laughs) 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 <laughs> which if you think all the way back to episode one, uh, we discussed that. That was a long time ago, but had a lot of those texts, a lot of inside scoops on like the Platt sports world, Ooh. Uh, which maybe is more of an off mic conversation for us here. Okay. I was going to say maybe we, we could integrate that into some of the episodes, but it sounds like maybe it's I feel not. like we better not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's uh, apparently Platt is even more like Dylan than I was even aware. So. Ooh. There's that. I was excited to hear about this sports world, I guess. I mean, I played football, but that was it. And yeah, so (laughs) we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. I'm excited. Yeah. We just start a Patreon for the people who really want the inside uh, (laughs) dish on Platt sports. Yes. The Black Panther (laughs) scoop or something. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. We'd have to, I mean, I feel like we'd have to get, Platt legend newspaper sports columnist Zeke yes. uh, on the on the pod for that. Absolutely. Zeke, if you're listening and you're a fan, please reach out to me. Yeah. Uh, I know you can easily get my number. <laughs> so please, by all means, you are a friend of the podcast and you are always welcome on the Reliving the Nights, Reliving Absolutely. the Lights podcast. We, we know you have the scoops, Zeke. So share the wealth. I see you... Uh, Taking a drink there. What 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 are what are we drinking tonight for the podcast? Sticking with the classic Greenbelt Premium. That way. Yep, that's good stuff. I also have a Minnesota beer. It is from Summit Brewing. It is my favorite IPA, the Summit Saga IPA. That's a good one. Yeah, one of I've I've enjoyed it for a long, long time. It is one of my go tos. So that's what I got. 
I feel like we're borderline infringing on the Clear Eyes, Full Hearts plus Booze uh, show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm mentioning what we're drinking, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Booze isn't as a big a part of our show as it is presumably for theirs. We just happen yeah. to yeah. enjoy a beer while we talk FNL. Just, just uh, a couple of guys drinking some beers. Talking about a piece of art that they love. <laughs> you heard of that. So, exactly. Yeah. All right. Episode seven or six. Sorry. Yes. Um, episode El six. El accidente. El accidente. I'm haven't been impressed with the names of these episodes <laughs> so far. This one again, I feel like borderline, but all right. Aired November 7, 2006. I've got the IMD synopsis. Um, do you have it there? Or do you want me to read it? Uh, you go ahead. I'm still pulling it up. So okay, I'll let you take that. Coach Taylor questions his principles regarding Voodoo's eligibility and is confronted with another problem when his number one defensive player is arrested for assaulting a fellow student. Tim and Lila break Jason out of the hospital for the afternoon. That's it. Uh, this was written by Movie Dude One, as have most of the synopsis from so far. <laughs> so thank shout you, out, Movie Dude One. <laughs> shout out, Movie Dude One <laughs> on IMDb. Thank you for your contribution to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so let's get into it. We kind of start off. The town is abuzz with Voodoo Tatum yes. controversy right away. Um, yeah, right off the bat, the news is talking about yeah the eligibility of Voodoo. Yep, and we see the Taylors watching it. And Julie Taylor immediately being, you know, like, can I change the channel? Yeah. Doesn't want to see it. Stressing, stressing coach out, stressing the family out. Well, yeah, let's talk Lila and Street and Tim Riggins for the episode first, because yeah. they have their own kind of string. Yeah. So we'll come, we'll come back to voodoo and that and everything that kind of flows out of the voodoo controversy. Because yes. um, he ignites some other controversies. But yeah, Lila. Tim, Jason, uh, we, we, got, we got ourselves a love triangle. Yes. It is happening still. And it all starts with uh, Lila visiting a street in the hospital. She's still extremely naive to an annoying extent. Yep. And, uh, you know, they, they have a little banter and then street calls her over. <laughs> We're going to give us another go. He, yeah. He has a moment where he's like, Hold on, I want to try something. <laughs> and then he's like, yes. We have a visitor. <laughs> yes, we have a visitor. That was the line. <laughs> that's, that's how he words it. Yep, so things are things are still functioning <laughs> for yes. him. Down below. Uh, and then the nurse comes in. Yes. And needs to have a word with Jason. And it's not good news for Jason. Oh, yes. That's... And, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it is not safe... To ejaculate. <laughs> it is not medically safe to ejaculate for Jason. Uh, dang it, we're going to have to put an explicit warning on this again, too. Uh, yeah, that's an educational word. I think that, that's-, that's true, and we're talking medical terms. Yes. Um, so, yeah, the, <laughs> the nurse informs Jason that it's not medically safe for him to ejaculate, and she describes why that is the case. And I was looking around under the IMDb goofs section mm-hmm. and they had like a, a correction in there, a factual correction. And I'll just read what it says. I was expect this is not what I was expecting. When the nurse was talking to Jason saying ejaculation in his condition could be harmful because it could go into 
his bladder and cause harmful issues. This is called retrograde ejaculation, and it is not harmful and causes no serious health effect, except it can make a man sterile. (laughs) (laughs) So I would classify that as harmful. Uh, Well, and she also mentions that he could get like a really bad UTI. Yeah. Which, obviously is, which is apparently this guy is saying not true. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Cause I thought um, she mentioned that as like a separate thing, right? Didn't she say like, you could, well, you know, the, it could fall into the bladder or you could end up with a UTI or is it because she would, he would get a UTI mm, because that, yeah, that's, I'm not sure. Okay. That's how I, I took it. Anyway, I don't think this guy actually knows what he's talking about in the IMDB goof section, sure. but could cause sterility. So either way, whether it's not harmful and causes no serious health effect or what, uh, yeah, probably not a good idea for Jason. We probably don't need to go any deeper into the mechanics of this problem. (laughs) But so that leads to a quote that I thought was pretty good. Jason says, so you're telling me I can't have sex? The nurse says, no, I'm telling you it's not medically safe to ejaculate. Jason says, you see, that's funny because I always put the two together. (laughs) (laughs) So not great news. Not great news for Jason. That's a, that's a tough L right there. So meanwhile, uh, Lila goes and talks to Tim Riggins Uh and she kind of breaks things off. Right. um, Again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. They, they weren't ever really together. Uh, and then, yeah, she's kind of already been a jerk to him about it once. And then, yeah, she's she's going to break things off again. And I, I do want to just say for a moment, in this scene and the scene before it, which ties into the Reyes story, which we'll get into, mm-hmm. Tim Riggins, you know, I'm a heterosexual man, but Riggins is looking hot this episode. I agree. The hair is just right. Something's yeah. just really working. I think when he's working on the car, it's a little <laughs> dirty. <laughs> he's a very handsome man. No yes. doubt. No doubt. We don't need to try and, and get around that fact. Yeah. He's looking good. He's looking good in this episode. Yes. Uh, during the Lila and Riggins conversation, Riggins cracks two beers. Two beers. One at the beginning and one at the <laughs> end. Never saw him drink 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 the first one, except for maybe one. Yeah, I think he took a, a sip, drink. but yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we, we added two to the tally with that conversation. Tim Tim feels bad about this. He is obviously taking it pretty hard. He says something along the lines of like, so I suppose I'm your biggest mistake or something like that. And so he feels bad, which I bring up because to juxtapose that with Tyra stopping by a little later on, Tyra comes in and basically tries to make Tim jealous and says, Bart Oliver or something. <laughs> is yeah. Ask me Defensive end. Or, yeah, he's a defensive end. And Tim just basically says, I don't care. That's yeah, whatever. Care. Go away. Um, so he is not feeling bad about Tyra's uh, attempt at rejection or making him jealous. But Lila's, Lila's breaking him up a little, though. And as Tyra is leaving to presumably go on a date with Bart... <laughs> Bart Street calls him mm-hmm. and says, Hey, you need to get down here right now. Yeah. So a little while later, like considerably later, we see Riggins go into the the rehab center. Street kind of gets him into a like, I think you know why I asked you, <laughs> you know, 
to come here and you see the Regan's like, oh crap, like he knows about me and Lila. Right. And it turns out Street's just like, you're my best friend and you never come, you haven't come to visit me. And, you know, I know it's hard for you to be here, but the grace period is over. Yep. Grace period's over. Yep. So he gives, gives Tim a little bit of a, a lashing there. Um, um, and he, sorry, I do need to mention that, uh, during that kind of monologue where street goes off on Tim, he has my pick for quote of the episode. The only one that I came up with, I'll have to look at the IMDb quotes where he's going off about, he's like, let me give you a, an overview of my day. I wake up lying in this bed. Well, actually I spend the whole day lying in the bed. <laughs> and then he's talking about all these medical things. And he says, sticking catheters in places you don't even want to know about. <laughs> yeah, right. Where else? <laughs> I understand that a catheter being placed where it typically is sucks. Right. But where else are they putting, like, yeah. you, Jason Street, might have a medical malpractice lawsuit <laughs> on his hand <laughs> if the doctors are sticking catheters in places that you don't want to know about. Because I feel like... Most people know they they know about, about that. <laughs> where yeah. catheters go. Yeah, yeah, and, and and granted, there are. I mean, there are other. You can use a catheter for other things, but what other place would be surprising enough to that you don't want to know about? Like, yeah, I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> I did notice that the first, when I watched that too. Like, what? Okay. Um. <laughs> Uh, so then uh, a little later, Tim comes back by and he says, I'm busting you out of here tonight. And Jason is is game for it. So he comes back later. He's loading him up in the pickup. Lila comes by and she is, she's not impressed. She's, she fails the vibe check, I think, for that particular <laughs> situation. But they convince her. And so she hops in the pickup. Right between Tim and Jason, her two lovers, the the triangle is all loaded and ready to go cruising. So there's a there is a definitely a bit of awkwardness throughout the whole thing. Tim sees them kissing and stuff, which yes, he seemed pretty ticked about that. But I don't know. What do you expect? Expected, yeah. (laughs) They're dating and have been for a long time. They take the boat out. They go cruising. They have a bonfire. They're drinking beer. Tim gives a little inspiring friend speech about getting through everything. He drinks two more beers, at least, that we see. I only counted one, but I wasn't paying close enough attention. I think I was rigorously taking so many notes that, yeah, yeah. I ended up with three total, but I will take your word for it. because he, he had one in each hand at the, okay. at the bonfire. Yep. Yeah. So I assume he was finishing one and starting another. Um. Yeah, anything to to add in that little section there? Nope, it's kind of a fun little moment. You kind of see them rekindling their bromance. Yeah, um, it's very reminiscent of the f- uh, pilot episode Texas Forever scene, for sure. Yep. Yeah, they kind of go over that. Tim has a little crack about how he's going to go pro. <laughs> Everybody laughs. <laughs> I really enjoyed that Yeah, uh, to take care of Street. So they bring Jason back, and Jason is like really, really grateful. He's feeling really good. He kind of gets a little talking to from Phil, the orderly, but he, he seems pretty on cloud nine a yeah, little bit. Good good morale boost. Yep. 
And so Tim is going to give Lila a ride back to her car. So they take off and Jason happens to be looking out the window down at the street where the cars are parked. And he sees a very long hug occur between Tim and Lila. There's emotion that they're maybe going to kiss. They don't actually kiss, right? No, they don't. Yeah. But Jason definitely can tell something's up because they were never like close. No. And yeah, to see them in that way, like you said, an elongated hug, mm-hmm. he can tell something's up. For sure. And so he turns away pretty angry, obviously. And I think that's the last that we that we see of the the trio there, the love triangle, correct? Correct. Yep. That is where the episode ends is with Street looking out. Right. And angrily, you know, turning away. Yeah. So yeah, stuff's stuff is starting to hit the fan right there. It's been brewing for the first, yeah, five episodes. And now it's kind of coming to a head, it looks like. Or we assume it's going to be coming to a head. So, yes. so that is that storyline, the Lila Jason Tim storyline. Let's go back to the 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 storyline that starts with Voodoo Tatum coming to the diner. I think yes. So we've got Saracen hanging out with Landry and Kirk Caster, <laughs> new who we had guy with a nerd name, <laughs> Kirk Caster, <laughs> um, who we had not met until this point. Yep. Uh, he much more fits in with the Landry and Saracen crowd than the Dylan Panther crowd. Yes. Yep. So, um, they're they're enjoying a nice meal and some hangout bro time, and Saracen gets called over by Smash. Which, once again, I'm loving the Smash and Saracen bromance. And he's kind of talking Saracen up to the ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as usual. Yes, and it's great. And um, you kind of see some resentment coming from Kirk and Landry. And around that time, Voodoo Tatum walks in uh, to the diner with his crew. I don't know who those other people with him are. Like, no, I have no idea where they I come s- from. Yeah, I imagine they have to be Dylan locals, but like it seems like the, everybody else in town hates him. Like I don't know who these friends are that he made or how he made them. It's <laughs> but, never really explained. But he has, yeah, he has a posse. He has a crew. And Smash kind of is like, "What are you doing here? You suck. We all hate you. Go away." And Voodoo makes a racist comment to a Hispanic player, Bobby Reyes, who mm-hmm. we come to learn a lot about in this episode. Yep. Yep. We've been seeing him like he's he's one yes. of the players that sticks out, but we haven't gotten to know him at all. But mm-hmm. yeah, so tensions start to get high. Riggins comes in of all people and really diffuses the situation. Yeah. Um, and Smash even kind of gives him a little like Timmy Riggins, peacemaker <laughs> acknowledgement. <laughs> yep. Pretty, a uh, pretty uncharacteristic for sure, but mm. smooths things over a little bit. Smooths things over. Around this time, Kirk Caster makes a comment to Reyes about how, like, and he had made a comment earlier, which I thought was really demeaning and crappy, which, like, it's kind of thing I love about this show is, like, every character, no, there's no character that's, like, 
all good or all bad. Like yeah. everybody's really human. Yep. And like my first impression of Kurt Caster is like, oh man, screw this kid. Like he says something like, don't they all know they're going to be manual laborers or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, very not good comment. Um, yeah. I feel like, again, we probably, we probably know people who have taken that attitude towards sports and jocks and, yes. and all that and have been very judgmental in their own way um, and very elitist in their own way. Yes. And that's definitely the vibe that we're getting from Kurt Caster. He's, he is not a likable person from no. from what we they don't make us feel sorry for him really. No, they really before don't. he gets the well, we're getting to that, but yeah. before he gets the snot kicked out of him. Yeah. So Caster makes a comment about how football is not important and you guys are like all wasting your time with this stupid game. And Reyes does not take very kindly to that mm-hmm. and kind of follows him out to his car and is like, what'd you say? You know, all this stuff mm-hmm. and ends up really just beating the tar out of him before it gets broken up, but he really yeah. does some, some damage. Yeah. Yeah. So he let la- caster actually lands in the hospital there. So yeah. Then shortly after that, we are at football practice mm-hmm. and voodoo is playing defense. At yeah. Practice. I, I, yeah. I think at this one, he's just, not getting any snaps, but yeah. Later, you no, know, he he says like, "Coach, why you got me playing defense?" Um, like I'm not a you know. Um, he says something like, "I've got a a state football championship ring in my dresser, and it's not for playing defense or something like that." Voodoo, coach has given Voodoo the cold shoulder. He's putting him on defense. Voodoo's not happy, and so that's not the main point of this practice, but it will come in later. We see we see the the rift between coach and voodoo happening. Yes, and then uh, Saracen meanwhile confronts Reyes about what happened the previous night. I assume. Yeah. And as Saracen is confronting him, we see the police pull up. Yes. And they have a warrant for for Reyes's arrest. Mm-hmm. And they take him in for assault. And they put him in handcuffs and take him off the field. So I wanted to take this moment to have a conversation about questionable policing tactics. (laughs) (laughs) No, we probably won't go there. But I did hot button issue right now. (laughs) I did think it was it was pretty questionable to put a presumably sixteen year old kid in in handcuffs in front of all of his football team. Well, and even coach like says something, right? He's like, Oh, come on. Yeah. Um so they take Reyes away. We see Mrs. Taylor and Tyra having a little go around. In Tyra is flunking algebra. Mm-hmm. Um, she is insistent that it's it doesn't matter because she's not going to be uh, in Dillon High next year anyway. She's going to take her GED and move to California. Uh, I'm assuming that's a little um, that's that idea that the oily guy put in her head that she could make it out in LA. Yeah. Um, which I don't think he really meant. I think he was just trying to butter her up a little bit. Um, But she's going to, so Mrs. Coach and Tyra are kind of arguing about that. Tyra goes out, Caster's mom, Kurt Caster's mom shows up and basically accuses Tammy of being in cahoots with the football team and that nothing's going to happen to Reyes. And um, yeah, there there won't really be any repercussions for what he did to her son. 
Well, then we see a little confrontation, a little mini argument between Coach and Tammy, or yeah, Coach and Tammy, where they're arguing where she's kind of like, you know, what happened? I, you know, I'm worried that you're going to take his side and they kind of argue about it, but they get interrupted. Gets cut short by Julie. By Julie. Yep. Um, Where Coach has that little apple of my eye uh, comment, which is very yeah. I I was going to bring that up for it was a little it was a little sparse on quote of the quote of the episode, so that was one that's going to be one of my um, nominations because it was pretty funny. Um, So then, uh, Coach calls in Buddy to help pick up Reyes. They're in the car together. Buddy's in full sleaze bag form this whole episode. Yeah, like he's not in it a ton, but when he's he's on the screen, he is being a sleaze bag. He's laying it on thick. Yes. Um. So, Buddy's basically trying to tell Coach that the meeting that they had with Voodoo's family was an academic council, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which uh, we're referring to the recruiting meeting that they yes. they had where they went to the. CD motel room and Buddy promised uh, Voodoo Tatum the key to the city of Dillon, basically. And that even though it happened, actually happened two weeks ago, that it, that it happened in July. So that's the story that, that they're, that Buddy's cooking up and wants coach to stick to when they're dealing with the athletic association. Coach Taylor, however, is not having any of it. He's like, I'm not going to lie. Yep. Um, and all that, but they go and together they visit Reyes. I'm assuming he's like being held in jail. I, I was kind of, I was taking notes. So I was only kind of like looking up every yep. few moments. Yep. It was a jail. Yep. And Reyes kind of makes up this story. He kind of combines what happened with voodoo and what happened with caster and yep. makes it basically says that caster made a racist comment toward him. Mm-hmm. And that's when he beat him up. Yeah. And I think he said too that like Caster started the physical confrontation mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. in the parking lot. So yeah, he lies hard. Um, we see Coach and Tammy again going back and forth about Reyes and, and Caster. They're still wrestling with that. Tammy is again urging Coach that she just, she doesn't believe that Caster would do that, that he would say that, that when his mom came and talked to her, she believed uh, his mom when she said that, that her boy wouldn't do that. And even though we know the truth that Kurt Caster, as questionable morally as he may be, <laughs> yeah, um, as we know that he did not make that particular racist comment, Tammy's logic, I think, is flawed at best by being like, <laughs> he's a straight A student. He wouldn't have said anything like that. It's yeah. like... Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and and to trust somebody's mom to have a untarnished view of their child is also questionable. Uh, so not only is Tammy pushing Coach to maybe look into it a little more and do the right thing, Landry is pushing Saracen yes. to, to speak up because he knows that Saracen knows that that it's all a lie. You know, uh, apparently Caster and Saracen and Landry have all been friends for a long time. Yes. Even though we have not heard of Caster before this episode, but <laughs> only six episodes way, way back. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, Landry is like, you need to do something about this. 
your QB one. So call a press conference or whatever and, <laughs> yeah. and make it right. And Saracen has a great, like exasperated Saracen moment where he's like, I'm not Peyton Manning. I can't just call <laughs> yeah. a press conference. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then meanwhile, we do see actually Reyes on the news, the local news. Yeah. Pleading his case. like expanding upon his lie. Uh, it's like his the whole life. family around yeah. in front of their home. Yeah. Saying that not only did Caster call him racist names, but also called his mother racist names as well. So he's really doubling down hard on that. We see Coach and Buddy again. The the coach and buddy tandem going to take care of another problem. And Buddy is just schmoozing Ugh. with the board member, uh this the Texas High School Association or Activity Association or whatever equivalent. Yep. <laughs> just they're like old buddies. They played like college football yep. together or something. Yep. And yeah, it's just from the moment they walk in the door, it just schmooze central. Yeah. The guy basically says, like I think we're going to be able to take care of this for you guys. It's it's uh, no big thing, no problem. Um, a specific uh, quote from Buddy. Coach, they're walking into the Athletic Association, and Coach says, I'm not going to lie. And Buddy says, hey, you want to coach big-time high school football? Because that's <laughs> what every single one of these coaches does. This is part of the deal. You want to coach? You better get ready for this. This is just the way it is, and I don't like it any more than you do. That's a lie. Yeah, so let's go in there and get this done. <laughs> yeah. So really pressuring coach. If you if you want to be a successful high school football coach, you gotta be a liar. That's just the way it is. Uh well then meanwhile, back at school, we yep. see we hear well, there's there's kind of a scene where we see Smash and Saracen uh walking down the hall and uh Smash is asking Saracen who he's gonna take to homecoming. And we see a little glimpse of the, he's like, oh, I got somebody in mind. <laughs> um, so more, more Julie tension. Yep. But it comes over the loudspeaker that the Voodoo Tatum decision has been decided and that he was eligible and our net mead game is not overturned. Mm-hmm. And the whole school gets really excited, except for Landry. We see kind of Landry kind of like, look over at Matt and he's celebrating with the team and the rest of the high school. And he's disappointed because his friend is now officially one of the jocks. Yep. And uh, I got a real kick out of the, the scene where they're all celebrating because everyone is in the halls. Now, mind you, the team is two and one <laughs> and people are in the halls just chanting state, 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 state. <laughs> as if this one game against Arnett Mead dictated like oh they're definitely making it to the state like they're two and one this is early on in the (laughs) high school football season yes yeah so then when does Landry confront Reyes that's in that's the next scene with them where so Saracen is sitting at the diner by himself or sitting, maybe it's the Alamo Freeze. I'm not sure if it's the Alamo Freeze or the diner. Yeah, I don't know. But Julie comes in to pick up a to-go order. Assuming it's for the largest fry they have. Yes. <laughs> and she sees Matt and she's like, oh, where's the other one? <laughs> yeah, and Landry is like two tables away. <laughs> like, 
with his yeah. back to Saracen, of course. And so Julie's like, you guys should make up. Like, it's weird for you. Yeah, you, you look you know, pathetic apart. Apart. <laughs> and Saracen goes over and kind of tries to talk it over with Landry and says, like, you know, I'm going to try to make this right. And as he's telling him this, Reyes walks over uh-huh. and kind of has a, like, everything all right over here, boys, uh, <laughs> demeanor. So then Reyes and, and Landry start to get into it. Mm-hmm. And Reyes probably realizing, oh, like, I'm on the verge of <laughs> being out anyway, tells Landry, like, you're not, you're worth, not worth my time. Yeah. Yeah, and getting into another physical confrontation would be very, very bad for him. He he's on the edge of of going after it, but then yeah, he kind of realizes, no, nope, not no, nope, can't do that. I'm out of here. Yes. So he, uh, so Landry kind of follows him outside as he's walking away, and kind of wraps him up from behind. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a a very brief kind of physical altercation, but it gets broken up pretty quickly. Yep. Landry is just livid with Matt. Congratulates Matt on crossing over to the jock side. And so then we see um, after that, Matt goes over to Coach's house and knocks on the door. Has a nice and awkward little interaction with Julie because Julie answers the yes. door. He asked her about dance practice, which was really <laughs> nice. That was nice of him. And it's it's a very nice moment, too, because you can tell Julie's also... Yeah, she's a little flustered. Yeah, she's a little flustered yeah. and feeling it. And she like, goes into this. But we're, we're having three, three practices a week now, uh, one-hour practice or whatever. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a nice little moment. Yep. Uh, and then, so then he asked her coach. And so coach comes out and Matt, basically tells him the truth about Reyes that um, it was not Caster that made any racist remarks whatsoever. It was voodoo and the whole thing has been kind of one big lie. So then coach goes over. Oh, he, he, he kind of gives Matt a low key. Like I can't remember exactly what he says. Oh, Hey Matt, tell your grandma. grandma I said hi. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which yeah, which was Coach's way of saying like, "Hey, good job, yeah, that a boy. I'm not mad at you. Thank you for doing the right thing." Coach goes over to to Caster's house, talks to him, apologizes to him. Caster, Caster says, is a "Dick about it." Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> the coach is being super humble, coming over and like admitting that he screwed up. And Caster's like, "Every single football player on the team is going to be after me when I go back to school." And Coach reassures him, like, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to let that happen. And then we see Coach Colin Reyes into his office. Must be the next day. And he kicks him off the team. Tells him to get out. He can't can't be on the team anymore. And then you were right earlier, by the way. I do have notes here yeah, that there's another Buda practice. was playing defense with in this other practice. So I apologize. That was my... I yeah. Had it. Yep. No. They they kind of run together. Um. So it's just another practice. The the rift between Voodoo and Coach is intensifying. Coach has got him playing D. He's just icing the guy for sure. Um. And then we see later that night, Coach and Tammy are in bed having a nice, uh, intimate moment. Yeah. Then, I, I I was wondering if the implication there was like, <laughs> what was going on? Because like. 
Coach is a little short of breath. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think Buddy showed up at an inopportune time. Yeah, uh, We were led to believe. And first Buddy asked about Reyes, like, what the heck's going on with this situation? And he's like, whatever, I'm not here for that. Tells Coach that Voodoo has left town. And on his way out, he basically spilled the beans and tattled on everybody. And that there's no way now that they are going to rule him eligible for those games. They're going to probably re- reverse the decision. And they the Panthers will now no longer have that win over Arnett Mead on their records. Yep, yep. Arnett Mead is going to be a forfeit. And the Panthers are now 1-2 and two and not 2-1. and one. So yeah. suddenly they go from... Uh, a 66% percent record to 33% record, which is, yeah, uh, yeah, in three games from going to state automatically to completely screwed again. Yeah. And that's pretty much the episode. That is the episode. That's that's what happened in episode six, El Accidente. So we will we will get into the characters here in just a second. Welcome back. We are going to get into uh, a few of the characters and how they're developing and how we're feeling about them right now. So we have not seen much of Landry for the last couple episodes, but we get a lot of him here. And so let's let's dive into Landry a little bit. Yeah, what what kind of vibes are you getting from Landry? What's what's his character doing right now? Yeah, he's got a lot of resentment towards Matt, his longtime friend for getting in with the jocks, basically not giving him as much time as he's used to, mm-hmm. which hurts. You kind of understand it, but at the same time, it's not of Saracen's fault right. that he has new friends. Like, he's still hanging out with Landry. It's just, he's also making time for other people now. Yeah. And, and I think probably a big part of the resentment that is happening is that not only is Matt spending his time in a different way, um, but he is changing as a as a person uh, because he used to listen to Bob Dylan and do drawings and stuff. <laughs> and that was like he was in the nerd crowd, the outcast crowd. And now he is, uh, yeah, spending all his time with football players and Obviously, the big issue in this episode is covering up a lie for a football player. And Landry is a pretty principled dude. We know for a fact that he's a Christian because in the first episode, he says that he wants to start a Christian speed metal band. (laughs) So he's got some principles. He's got some morals. And those are being violated. Uh, He's seeing his best friend violate those principles and morals. I, I was going to talk about how he plays football eventually, but I don't feel like we need to get yeah, into we, that. Yeah, we, let's not get into that yeah. yet. We'll save that for season two, three, three. Is it three? I think season or does three. He, does he start playing? I Does he, like, doesn't he start maybe kicking in season two and then he starts playing tight end? He's in busy season covering up a murder in season two, I think. That's true. Maybe <laughs> I don't think he has time for football. football. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see when we get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Landry and Saracen, they're, they're having troubles in bromance land for sure. Um, but it, Matt comes around at the end. And so we assume that things are, are going to get patched up. But we do see that Landry, he, he has 
a conscience. He is not completely sold out on the Dillon Panthers like most of the town is. Saracen is walking that line. He's kind of in both camps and he always has that responsibility factor where he feels like he's got to protect the team or he feels like he's got to take care of his grandma or, you know, um, he's always in these situations. And so now I think he feels this tension between feeling like he needs to do the right thing, but he also, well, and he even says that to coach. He says, uh, I think I got confused between what was right for the team and what was right. So I, yeah, I think Matt is just kind of having to deal with that tension and imbalance of competing responsibilities. So that's those two. Anything else on them? I think that's, that kind of wraps it up for them for this episode. Yeah. Do we see much more at Caster in the future? Honestly, I was just about to ask you the same thing. Uh, (laughs) I did not remember him as a character, so I don't think he has much more to do. I'm sure he pops up from time to time, but obviously he's he's not getting in the in the opening credits anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah, not a not a regular recurring character. Then we have our our love triangle, the Jason, Tim, Lila affair we have going on yeah what how is this how is this progressing what do you see this doing to each of the members of our of our little group here yeah tim is you know going through some emotional stuff that i i think he's not ready to handle between kind of getting crushed by lila and also with street you know being in the the hospital and being in the shape he's in of course they he kind of comes to term with it terms with it by the end of the episode but um, he's going through a lot emotionally. Lila is still extremely naive. She says something early on in the episode where she's like, she asks the nurse, like, did you mention that he's making world-class progress? <laughs> right. <laughs> so like that, like she still definitely thinks that Jason is going to be playing at Notre Dame next year. Yeah. She's pushing for extra time in the weight room. In last episode, the dude could like barely pick up a pencil or throw a beach ball. Mm. So, yeah. A little delusional, maybe. Street, obviously, he's got a lot on his plate. But we see him kind of go from accepting reality and bummed out about it to, oh, like, even though I can't use my legs, like, I can still see my friends and, you know, have these fun adventures from time to time. So, he he has a real morale boost. Uh, for about a couple hours. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then he suspects his best friend cheating, uh, his girlfriend cheating on him with his best friend. So that's pretty rough. And I, I do want to mention there's a scene uh, while they're at the bonfire when, and this is confuses the timeline even more that we kind of talked about earlier because we come to find out, it's never explicitly stated in season one that Riggins is a sophomore. Right. And he says something like, Hey, Stu, remember when we were in junior high together? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if maybe Riggins got held back at some point or (laughs) in the, which I think we get into in season one a little bit of Tim's academic performance or lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah. Either he got held back or they just decided they needed to keep him in the show longer. And so they retroactively decided that he was a sophomore. 
season one. Kind of like how in Cheers, Frasier mentions that his dad is dead, even though we see him through the entirety of Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> his dad is one of the three main characters. Four <laughs> characters. Yeah, that's true. That didn't really work. I will just point out again that um, Coach and Tammy really are great for each other. Tammy is Coach's anchor, really keeping him on the straight and narrow, but in a very loving and encouraging way, um, even if it does frustrate him sometimes. So still loving the the Coach and Tammy relationship. It's yes. very nice. They have a great dynamic. Smash didn't have a lot to do in this episode, except try and hook Maddie up with some, <laughs> some ladies, and that's about it. Tell yep. Voodoo to get out. But other than that, nothing. Uh, no football in this episode. Mm-hmm. Some practice, but no no game. Yeah. Yeah. Also, not a ton of Tyra. She basically just showed up to try and make Tim jealous. She had that little conversation with with Tammy, and that was about it. So, I think that, yeah, that pretty much covers what, uh, what I wanted to talk about as far as characters go. So, let's get into the awards. Yes. All right, our first award to give out this week. Let's start with the Coach Taylor Inspo rating. Um, what are you thinking here, Anthony? I'm going to say like a five. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't have a whole lot to do. We do see his integrity, which is inspiring yep. with Buddy Garrity alongside the literal like devil on his shoulder, <laughs> Buddy Garrity. <laughs> but, yeah, that's good. Yeah, he he really doesn't like even in the the practice scenes where he's coaching, he pretty much is just like telling Voodoo that he can go suck an egg, basically. Mm-hmm. I have him at a three, and the only reason I gave him points was because, yeah, he ended up doing the right thing, um, and he stood up to Buddy Garrity. So, you know, that's a pretty low bar, I guess, for inspiring um, to do the right thing, but I'll give him some points for that, so... If we average that out, that's about a four. Yep, I feel good with that. I think that's good. Okay, then uh, let's do the Julie Taylor hate-o-meter. Um, Not a lot to hate. We're going to be still in the negatives. I like her mo- even more this episode yeah. than I did before because she's got this cute little flirty thing with Matt. It's nice. She has some funny lines. Uh, so I, I, I'm I a negative three this time. Yep. I was a negative two last week, and now I'm a negative three. Yeah, I was even going to say a negative four. So, yeah. Um, All right. We will go with a negative four um, just because we want to give Julie some extra credit now. Yeah, she's um, going to need it. Yep. So, we'll we'll default on the, the good side. Big Rig Beer Tally, I, I came up with four. We had sure. one at the beginning of the conversation with Lila, one at the end, and then he was holding two, in one in each hand at the bonfire. So that's four. Do you remember what we're up to? Is that 24 or 25? I think that's 24, but it might be 25. Yep. So 24 or 25. That is, we're averaging about three an episode. So Somewhere far. a reliving the lights mega fan is listening to this and being like, you idiots, <laughs> it's 25. <laughs> Absolutely. Who's yeah. the host of this show? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Garrity sleazeball movie of the week. Uh, man. Like we said, there start. was not a moment where he was not a sleazeball. 
you know, I think that that little exchange as they're walking into the athletic association would be my that would be my pick kind too. of like crowning in like moment that or the drive oh, to the jail. That's yeah. That's even worse because he is straight up. He's not only telling coach that he needs to lie. He's telling him what the lie is. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, that might even take it a little bit further. So yeah, that whole situation is the, the whole voodoo Tatum. It was an academic council meeting, not a recruiting meeting. And Oh, by the way, it actually happened like, two and a half months ago instead of two weeks ago. That whole thing, that's the Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Notable music cues. Um, it's just solid. I, I didn't pick anything out, but um, yeah. did you have anything specific? Yes. Uh, the closing, like right before the credits, uh, there was a Whiskey Town song, which yep. is Ryan Adams's band before he went solo. And, yep. Called Everything I Do. That was my pick for... Yeah. I did look that song up, so I, I think that's good. Unfortunately, it's Ryan Adams. Uh, right. another, also not a friend of the show. Not a friend of the not show. to the level of Ted Nugent. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I was thinking, so on IMDb, they have like all the songs that are used in each episode. And I was like, I'm going to make myself a playlist of like the music for each week. And then I thought, well, I might as well shoot that out too. So... I might just make a, a Spotify playlist. Oh yeah, that's good uh, thinking. Because it's like definitely one of the the cra- the the excellent points of the show is the soundtrack for each episode. Uh, if after we get done with this show and we dig into the OC, I'm very excited mm. for what the musical cues will be in that. Yeah, uh, they, a little two years down the road teaser for <laughs> those of you listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they released a compilation album for each season oh, yeah. of the OC, right? They, I don't think it was for each season. I think like even the first season, I think there was like six different compilation OC albums. Like yeah, there's sure. two or three for the first season alone. Yeah. Um, I think there was five total and then a Christmas album. <laughs> oh, really? Like the yeah, or a Christmica album. Yeah, I was going to say, um, yep. Christmica. Yeah. Very good. I think Friday Night Lights put out two compilation albums from the TV show. That sounds correct. But yeah, I will I will throw those those playlists together and there it is. Nice. The next green belt. Uh I believe that leaves us with quote of the episode. Yes. I've got uh a couple nominations here. I'll start with uh one that I mentioned already when the nurse interrupts Lila and Jason in the in the room alone and Jason says, "So you're telling me I can't have sex?" The nurse says, no, I'm telling you it's not medically safe to ejaculate. Jason responds, you see, that's funny because I always put the two together. Now, that's my that's my first submission. What do you got? Uh, I got one here that is the conversation between Smash and Saracen <laughs> and Bradley. Yep. I don't know who Bradley is. I don't know either. But uh, he's quoted on the, the IMDb. <laughs> the, yep. He says, Smash says, hey, who are you taking a homecoming? Bradley says, man, you should take that uh, rally girl, Drew. Saracen says, uh, no, I got I got someone else in mind. So Bradley says, quit stalling. Come on. Smash says, hey, I bet your granny can still cut an ill two-step. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
that's kind of a low blow. Saracen <laughs> <laughs> making fun of Saracen's relationship with his grandma, who he has to take care of, who has dementia. So. <laughs> Come on, Smash. Um, my second and final nomination is when Coach Taylor and Tammy are arguing in the vehicle or outside the vehicle. And then they get get interrupted by Julie, who walks up, and they kind of put that that argument on ice. And then they're in the car, and Coach says, "I got you something. I got you something. I got you an apple." <laughs> and then Julie responds, "Oh, gee whiz!" <laughs> I like the OG oh, whiz. So those are my only two. We were a little lacking in notable yeah. quotes. The only one, the other one that I had was, "Go ahead and stick in a catheter and me." Uh, Go ahead and stick a catheter in me in places you don't want to know about. Uh, which he also follows up by saying, uh, my big adventure of the day is going to the commode because I got to go at the same time every day so I can teach my body how to crap on cue. Impressive, huh? <laughs> yep. Uh, I, did, I didn't initially note the, the catheter one, but I feel like that's the one that got us the most uh, enjoyment on the show yeah. today. So we'll go with that. Okay, so that that's our awards. What are we gonna What are we gonna rate this episode? Um, I haven't thought about this, so I'm on the spot here. I think it's a strong six, light seven. It doesn't really stand out, although it is still pretty relevant in a lot of ways. Yes, but. definitely advances the story. It it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like I mean, just the fact that there were like no notable quotes and. And stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, let's give it a six. Okay. Just because I feel like there there are plenty of great episodes. So, all right. Well, I think that that brings us to the end of our show today. Yeah. Next episode, we will be waiting to see what happens with the fallout from uh, getting the wind taken away, and maybe get a little football in next yeah. next episode as well. So any. Any any parting words then, or are we good to go for the episode? I think we're good to go for the episode. Yeah, we I think we covered everything. I'm I'm excited for for episode seven. Great. Hopefully, it has a, a good title. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little lacking so far. Uh, but yeah, go uh, if you haven't done so already. You know, follow us on on Twitter and Facebook. Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, we actually like are utilizing those those platforms <laughs> well and uh but thanks for listening we appreciate it and we'll see y'all for episode seven let's touch god this time boys let's touch god